and welcome back to Witch Fix. So today I'm going to do a slightly different episode because I'm looking at Wicca and witchcraft in police procedurals, which means that we'll be looking at individual episodes from several different series and I'll try and give a brief explanation of what that series is about in case it's one that you haven't watched. I myself am not familiar with all of them, but I mean we'll get to that when we get to it. So just as every police procedural episode at some point has an episode that deals with vampires and people who think they're vampires, there's usually an episode in a lot of seasons, I wouldn't say every season because for some reason which is less popular than vampires, but it tends to deal with a crime that is to do with Wicca, witchcraft, Satanism. They all seem to get mixed together in TV story writers' minds, but the crime tends to be to do with that and it usually turns out that actual witches were not involved in the doing of the crime but I digress. I am a big fan of police procedurals, I really like all of the law and orders, the early CSIs, not CSI Miami as much because I have standards. I also watch a lot of things like Rizzolian Isles, I watch a lot of just basically anything, anything that you can get on Channel 5 Live, anything that has police in it I will watch. So I have watched at least one episode of all of these seasons. I wanted to do this episode because I was thinking about various different things that I'd seen to do with Wicca in the media because that's what the podcast is about and I remembered that there was an episode of New Tricks that um, features Wicca quite heavily and that led me thinking about an episode of Rizodian Isles that I'd recently watched and then I started thinking about other episodes I'd seen and I did a quick google and managed to find some that I hadn't actually seen before so I thought I'll give you the rundown on all of those just in case, like me, you're a procedural crime junkie and you want to watch episodes which have to do with Wicca or witchcraft. Now having said all that, not very many of these episodes got it right. They got it heinously wrong and basically quite a lot of them made stuff up. But that doesn't mean that they weren't entertaining for me to watch, so I'll get into it. The first episode I'm going to talk about is an episode of CSI, that is classic CSI Vegas, not Miami or New York or the short-lived, thank God, CSI Cyber. CSI focuses on crime scene investigators, the original series focuses on them in Las Vegas. This is actually quite a late season, this is season 15 episode 4, which is called Book of Shadows, and by season 15 we've lost Grissom, who is my boy, and he'd been replaced by Lawrence Fishburne, who had then been replaced by Ted Danson. I don't know why Ted Danson ranks for me slightly above Lawrence Fishburne, because I didn't really get on with his character, I think, because I was still mourning the loss of Grissom. But I had seen this one before. I think maybe my parents called me down and were like, there's witches on TV. So I had seen this one, but I had to watch it again to refresh my memory. I managed to find it for illegally downloadableness online, so I didn't actually have to buy this series on DVD. There's a trigger warning on this episode for sexual assault, a sexual relationship between teacher and an underage pupil. I think underage by American standards, I think by European standards, specifically where I am in the UK, it would have been legal, but I'm going to warn for it anyway. Uh, the actual plot summary that I got offline for this was, while investigating the death of a high school chemistry teacher, CSI discovers that he belonged to a secret Wiccan society. Ooh, chills. So, as I said previously, this is not Grissom, but this is Ted Danson. And the guest star in this episode is Bella Thorne, who you, you might know because the internet was kind of mad at her for a while for, I guess, just dating Tyler Posey. I don't really know what that was about. Anywho, she's in it. So, the episode starts off with a man catching fire. 
he's the guy whose death they're investigating and this quickly leads to them going to his house to have a quick look around they bust in there and there's a room draped with crushed velvet there's jars and apothecary stuff everywhere and oh my god an upside down pentagram and the investigating officer who's with them says he knows of a guy who was sacrificed to the moon god and clearly that guy has read literally no books on liquor but you know he's just a guy with a gun in america he's not going to know that much about liquor so ted danson is actually the character who's given prior knowledge of wicca as a religion and belief system he says he had a friend of his family growing up who was pagan or wiccan and it's revealed that hodges who's a guy who works in the lab and does most of the actual csi stuff on csi while everyone else is bizarrely interviewing people and doing things that the police should be doing uh, he says that he dated a witch in college who was too natural and didn't have a bathing spell in her book of shadows and we just laugh because Hodges is funny. He's also at some point wearing a, a robe in the lab and kind of talking in ye olde talk, which, I mean, Hodges is pretty much the resident bell end of CSI. So I find that slightly amusing because mostly we're laughing at him and not at pagans. So there we go. The people on the cast who are anti-witch or anti-belief in witches for this episode are Greg and Nick. Nick, who thinks that all witches are Satanists, um, and Greg, who thinks they all need mental health. So thank you, Greg and Nick. It turns out, as the episode goes on, spoiler alert, the victim was banished from his coven or witch group for speaking publicly about coven activities to spread the message, which... Um, the coven also includes the janitor from the school and another teacher who's just joined the school. Uh, the quarterback is then murdered and another Wiccan says that his blood was taken to perform an old druidic spell called the Kratos spell for power. And Kratos, if you don't play God of War or don't read anything about Greek history, is a Greek mythological figure, not druidic in any way. So that kind of read like garbage to me. But it turns out that someone was actually trying to do a healing spell. It wasn't to do with this made up Kratos spell at all. And one of the Wiccans, uh, which is the newest member of the coven, she was trying to heal her son's blood cancer and had to kill someone so he could live, uh, which is not Wicca and def definitely not Wicca because the rule of Wicca is that you don't harm anyone. That's that's rule one. That's basically the only rule. But OK, CSI. So overall... The episode is not a great representation of Wicca. I would say that it gets a lot of things wrong and sensationalises a lot of things, but that's what CSI does, specifically CSI Vegas as well. I think they're the ones who actually had the vampire episode. They do a lot of stuff with like BDSM and they had that guy who liked to dress up as a baby and that was kind of a sexual thing for him. So they tend to go for the extreme, the stuff that's going to draw viewers. And I would say, to be fair to them, that they stay as true to actual Wicca as they do to actual forensic medicine and the roles of CSIs. So there wasn't a lot of love in me for that episode, but thought I'd mention it because obviously CSI is probably one of the more popular programs, like police procedurals. Um, so it bears saying that they have an episode which is about witchcraft, although it's debatable whether it's actually about witchcraft or whether it's about what someone thought witchcraft was, didn't do any research and then wrote the script for that episode. 
The next episode I want to talk about is actually from my favourite programme on this list, which is Rizzoli and Isles. Uh, Rizzoli and Isles is a procedural cop show, which also has forensic medicine featured in it. And it's starring two women, uh, Jane Rizzoli, who is the detective, who is from a sort of strong Italian Bostonian family, uh, lots of brothers and sisters and whatever. And Maura Isles, who is of an Irish background, related to the Irish mob, actually, but she's the medical examiner for the police in that particular drama. And I just really like it. Although, to be honest, most of the episodes do tend to split 50-50 between the actual crime and then whatever random stuff is going on in Jane or Maura's personal life, which isn't great, but, you know, I'll give them a pass on that one. The episode I'm talking about is from season two, episode seven, and it's called Bloodlines. The actual episode description I could find for that online was Jane and the team investigate what appears to be a modern day witch hunt in Salem. Meanwhile, Frankie's old girlfriend returns to town with a surprise. So we don't really care about Frankie's girlfriend. That's the 50% of the episode that is not about actual crime. But the Salem stuff is relevant to the setting because Rizzolian Isles is set in Boston. And there's quite a lot of things in it that harken back to local history and the Boston Marathon and various other events that just take place in that city. So basically, someone is killing witches in Salem and Jane has to find out who it is. Uh, several of the characters in the episode are descendants of people who were executed in Salem, so presumed witches, but these are actual witches as in Wiccans. Uh, one of the Wiccans, who's called Sabrina, I have no idea if that was her craft name or her actual christened name, but her dad calls her it, so I'm assuming it's her real name, which is just uncanny. Uh, she's the daughter of a reverend, and he thinks that she's involved in a cult, basically. He doesn't see Wicca as being a religion. Uh, he sees it as being a sort of devil-worshipping cult. I actually think that the portrayal of Wicca amongst the characters who are pagan in it are, is actually quite accurate. Uh, they are a little bit kind of airy-fairy about quite a bit of it, and some of them are quite gothic and threatening, but I guess that's just something that they've put in there to make people seem like they might be suspicious and might be the killer. So during the investigation there's again the back and forth like in the CSI episode between people who are sort of scornful about Wicca which is Jane Rizzoli who's a more practical character and people who are academically interested in it who is sort of Mora. And then from that promising start, the end of the episode kind of descends into dodgy territory when it turns out Sabrina is in fact suffering from schizophrenia, which is genetic. And they say that basically because she's related to Sarah Good, who was executed in the Salem witch trials, the reason Sarah may have confessed to being a witch or confessed that she had turned into an animal and met with the devil and all this other stuff is because she was suffering from schizophrenia. And now Sabrina is afflicted by the same thing and that the kind of push and pull and stress of the arguments with her father, the reverend and the coven that she's become a part of have resulted in a kind of psychotic break caused and triggered by this late onset or I guess no, she's a teenager. So regular onset time of schizophrenia um, have made her kind of split off and so she has her normal personality where she's involved in Wicca and then occasionally she just snaps and becomes a super Christian killer of witches and it's been her doing it all along. So that's not great. Um, I think a lot of times 
with police procedurals it's quite easy to say oh no it's it was this person but they had a mental illness or that their mental illness made them do it and that tends to be quite an easy scapegoat especially because I know it's it's not great to have a mental illness when you're dealing with the police because a lot of people who have mental illnesses and appear to be dangerous get shot because people don't understand them especially in America so that felt kind of a little bit of lazy writing I appreciated though the the idea that schizophrenia might have been passed down to her from one of the witches at the same witch trials who may have experienced the same thing and that kind of explained some of what they had confessed to although to be honest a lot of people confessed because they had been tortured and it was basically continue get tortured or just get killed if you confess so pretty much a simple way out of things if you've been accused the new tricks episode I was talking about in the introduction to this was called Wicker Work and is season three episode five so there's a trigger warning on this one for sexual assault and new tricks in case you didn't know is a like a BBC one police procedural and it's basically a load of retired police officers who are in a sort of unsolved and cold case squad and each week they have a cold case that they pick over and go back and they interview people about what had happened sort of 10 20 30 years ago and they try and solve the crime and you know because it's television they usually do this one has an episode summary which is when an unbalanced young woman comes forward insisting that the suspicious death of a lonely librarian was down to witchcraft the team are drawn into the world of the occult Put under increasing pressure by a series of strange events, the squad struggles to remain cynical about the supernatural. So this one probably is what I would call the best representation of Wicker on television in a police procedural that I could find, because it kind of jives with modern Wicker. You've got three characters, one who's kind of mocking, one who kind of views it all as kind of just made up airy fairy nonsense, and one who's kind of interested in researching it and, and looking at what's been written about it in the past. So you kind of get a balance there and they look into things like the Green Man, and which is a recognisable pagan symbol, and they do eventually get to the whole harm-none um, aspect of it. And what they show as being pagan ritual is pretty consistent with what most of us would recognise as being Wiccan ritual. The plot begins with them looking into the death of the librarian who was called Craig Rossiter and he was found dead under a tree in the woods in 1996 and the murder was actually quite mysterious and there was no evidence that anyone else was there at the scene. There was no disturbance around his body. They couldn't work out how he had gotten there basically. There are some interesting attempts to draw from British pagan beliefs but there are also a lot of quite lingering and vaguely sinister shots of trees and some fairly dated plinkety plonkety music that gives the whole thing this kind of feeling like it's the Wicker Man and not like the original Wicker Man I'm talking about the, the remake the oh god not the bees remake that's not great but I mean the tv show at this point is quite dated anyway uh, at one point two of the detectives go into Ashdown Forest to interview a so-called white witch who lives in a hut in a clearing and who apparently leads a sort of nomadic life where she ups sticks, pun intended, and moves to a different hut elsewhere in the woods. Although, to be honest, she does have a lot of shit, like dresses and rugs and chairs, and she doesn't have a car or a van, so I don't know how she's moving her end tables around the forest, but anyway. She gives the pair of them some tea, and very amusingly, apparently, this makes them both quite randy, and they shoot off home to their respective partners. 
But the next day when they go back to get some more of this magic tea, she gives them something that leads to a really weird, bad drug trip in the woods for reasons that are not clear. Like, it's revealed that she's not actually the murderer. She has no ill will towards them in any way, but she just poisons them because I guess it's plot convenient. I don't, I really don't know. So it turns out that the pagan group, spoiler alert, did actually sort of kill Craig Rotter. But it was because he was a horrible man who preyed on people and they wanted to protect Grace from him. And Grace is the unbalanced woman from the summary. She's been sort of in and out of therapy. She doesn't really remember a lot about what happened on this particular night. But she's haunted by it and she's trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, so one of the clues to the murder was that Rossiter was referred to as a warlock by one of the Wiccans and not as a witch. And it subsequently revealed that he was dabbling in Satanism and so-called black magic and was therefore considered an oath breaker by the coven um i don't know if that's that's not really accurate but i did like that they chucked warlock in there as they assumed it was the word for a male witch and then realized that it actually wasn't so that's accurate but the whole like black and white magic thing um i don't know how i feel about that anyway so essentially the coven accidentally killed him during a ritual when they were in sacred space and they are planning a new ritual which is subsequently interrupted by the police because they want to cleanse themselves because they defiled that sacred space and brought bad fortune upon themselves um, which is their belief and obviously various some of them are suffering by illnesses some of them have you know lost loved ones and they feel it's because of this I do quite like the episode because all the stuff about the sinister trees and the plinkety plonkety music kind of speaks to the fear that comes from misinformation because it turns out the coven aren't practicing black magic at all and the woods are revealed to be a place of healing and the ritual that the coven are planning to do is to help Grace heal from what happened and to sort of lift this curse. And the green man, which is shown in various images in the episode, is not actually a demon like they think at the beginning but a deity represented in a holy tree dedicated to good. And the devil is actually no more than the horned god seen through ignorant eyes. They go in thinking this is devil worship and they come out thinking, ah, actually, we've all learned something. So for that reason, it's my favourite one on this list. The Mentalist episode is Red Rum from series one, episode 12. I couldn't actually find this one illegally online. <laughs> it was the only one I couldn't find. And so I had to buy the whole of series one on a DVD, which cost me £1.46. So I made that sacrifice for you guys. Uh, the Mentalist is basically one of those crime dramas where the police are there, but they have a kind of Sherlock Holmes character with them who's good at one particular thing. And that makes them a good consultant to have. So along the lines of Castle, where they're being helped by a crime writer, or Perception, where they're being helped by a psychology professor. In this one, they're being helped by the titular mentalist. Uh, that's basically a fake psychic specialising in mesmerism, hypnotism, and general sort of confidence trickstery. And that's how he helps them get to the bottom of crime. What I like about this one is, first off, it had Robin Tunney in it, who is the protagonist from The Craft. She played Sarah, which is always very exciting to see one of the craft actresses in other things that were related to witchcraft. Again, this is an episode where black magic as a buzzword features quite heavily, and I'm putting a trigger warning on this one for abuse. So basically, 
Patrick Jane, who is the mentalist, I'm probably just going to call him the mentalist for ease. They go to this town where a boy has gone missing. And in the first sort of three minutes, you see a crow, an upside down pentacle and a poster for the missing boy who is called Cody. And the mentalist speaks to a group of kids and eventually sort of wanders off in the direction they've pointed him into the woods where Cody's dead body is discovered surrounded by crows, candles and a pentacle made of sticks. So he's propped up on this big old tree with all this witchy stuff. And at this point, the mentalist picks up the little stick pentagram and says, this means black magic, a sacrifice, which, no, it doesn't, sir, you're wrong. And then Roman Tunney earns her craft chops by saying that there's no such thing. Correct. And then the mentalist kind of responds by saying somebody disagrees. And that kind of sets the tone for the whole episode in that people believe that if someone believes that there is black magic there is such a thing as black magic mostly the episode is all based on belief on superstition and on the power of suggestion which is magic in this case which is sort of in keeping with the actual subject matter of the wider plot of the show when they go to interview the dead boy's parents they instantly point the finger at a lady called tamsin dove who is the local witch and who believed that Cody had stolen and killed her cat because she then phoned them up to tell them that she knew that he had done it and that she'd put a curse on him because that's a normal and balanced thing to do. Anyway, so they rock up to this lady's house and she has a door knocker in the shape of a goat, which is a sign of Satan, which is pointed out in dialogue and which was quite amusing. But she also has a tile pentagram under the doormat. Uh, the door is then opened by uh, Tamsin, who is played by the lady who played Cassie in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is amazing. I love that actress. And she occasionally does pop up in like police procedurals like this and CSI and various other things. So that was nice. Um, she then talks to them and she's basically playing the usual kind of crystal wearing, vaguely unsettling, slightly pothead hippie kind of witch with that undercurrent of I'm better than you because I know the mysteries of the universe which I mean it's accurate to some people that I've met but I wouldn't say to all of us and apparently she didn't bother to tell the cops that she knew that there was a dead body in the woods because um, the crows and the rain would take care of him and there was nothing that people could do for them and she also refers to non-wiccans in the town as being cowans which is a phrase borrowed from Freemasonry and which was kind of used a while ago by some people to refer to non-Wiccans, but it's not something that is, I, I don't think, in common parlance in the Wiccan community or the pagan community anymore. So I thought it was weird that they chosen to use that. And this was not from that long ago. It was like 2008. So it just struck me as a little bit odd. And then Tamsin admits to putting a killing spell on Cody, which is not wicker but there we go uh, she actually offers to demonstrate a public binding spell because this is apparently similar to the killing spell that she used and so she performs it on agent cho who is the very superstitious member of the team which freaks him out and is sort of the humor plot line for the episode so she does lots of latin and lots of fire which is how they've chosen to do witchcraft 
resulting from that is that Cho is told he will kneel before the king of beasts and then while chasing a fleeing suspect in the next scene he bashes into a van with a lion on it and that sends him to his knees and that's kind of where the idea of the power of suggestion being involved in magic comes into it and that's involved in sort of the denouement of the plot of the episode so they begin to investigate there's some actual police work going on where they're looking at the kid's family and his football coach and then there's also the chasing down of the, the witch angle it also turns out that Tamsin Dove her real name is actually Sarah Jones and that was quite amusing to me because I was thinking when she was introduced why is it these characters in tv shows always have names that make you think oh okay they must have been a witch from birth to be named that because that's such a witchy name but no it turns out she was sarah jones although it did amuse me that the actress's name is azura sky which is an even witchier name than tamsin dove in the first place they eventually get to the bottom of things it turns out that cody's brother brad was an apprentice witch and his parents really hated this and were really angry about it and their dad was an abusive asshole who eventually snapped and killed cody because cody stood up to him it's also speaking of names if you name both your kids things like brad and cody one of them is either going to be a murder victim in a police procedural or a serial killer in a police procedural there is no middle ground do not name your kids brad or cody anyway the way that they finally get to the bottom of the case is that the mentalist tells the father that the witch lady is going to do a spell which is going to make the murder weapon surface or bring it to light and because this guy actually believes in witchcraft and that's why his him and his wife hated their son being involved in it so much he then takes the murder weapon and tries to dispose of it further than where he'd originally hidden it and they catch him so i liked the element of the power of suggestion and that being how magic works um, at one point that he says about how the world is full of cosmic coincidences and we don't usually notice them but if someone makes a special attempt to make you aware of one specific coincidence then obviously that's going to prey on your mind and that's like the thing with the van with the lion on it it probably wouldn't have stuck in his mind if it hadn't been presented in all the theatre and goings on of the ritual. So those were the police procedural episodes that I could find which had anything to do with witchcraft and Wicca in them. I'm surprised that there hasn't been a Law and Order episode just because there's probably been one about literally everything else but I couldn't turn up anything in my googling. Similarly I thought that maybe there would be a castle episode or something but I'll have another look and see if I can come up with anything but that seems to be it on the witch front. I did find quite a lot of comedy programs that had similar episodes to do with witches or Wiccans. There's Witches of Mass Destruction, which is an episode of Boston Legal, which focuses on them trying to ban witch imagery of the wicked witch with the warty nose from a Halloween party. And amusingly, the Wiccan parents join forces with the super Christian parents to try and get this banned for different reasons. So that's quite funny uh, there's an episode of the simpsons i know when lisa gets involved in wicker and i think it's been it's several other episodes of comedy programs so i might do a similar episode with comedy episodes from comedy series about witchcraft we'll see but in the meantime if you want to check out any of the episodes that i've mentioned please keep the trigger warnings in mind 
and otherwise I hope you enjoy them and find them as amusing as I did in everything that they got wrong and the few things that they got right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember, you can get in touch via email, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. And you can tweet me at or witchfix. And remember, you can listen on CastBox or you can also listen on YouTube. We have a, a YouTube channel now, which is just witchfix. And uh, you can also donate on Patreon so that we can keep, I say we, so that I can keep spending £1.46 on copies of The Mentalist to review for you. I'll see you next time. Bye.